please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, I'm Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law. And thank you for tuning in today for the Elder Law Report. I just recently finished my book, Hometown Heroes, which is about veteran stories, as well as um, a chapter on veterans aid and attendance pension benefits. And I did the audiobook chapter. I read that myself um, and just finished that up last week, had it edited out by a software engineer or a sound engineer. And, uh, and we put that on YouTube so that everyone can have a copy of that chapter. And I wanted to feature that as our Elder Law Report today. So without further ado, me reading the chapter on Veterans Aid and Attendance Pension Benefit, which is a little known benefit offered by the Veterans Administration to veterans, spouse of veterans, or spouse of deceased veterans that qualify. And it is a lifetime pension once you're qualified. So please. Veterans Benefits, Aid and Attendance. VA Aid and Attendance is a program where a veteran, the spouse of a veteran, or the spouse of a deceased veteran who needs day-to-day -day care can get a monthly monetary benefit paid to them. The term is self-explanatory as it only applies to individuals who need the aid and attendance of another person to help them with daily activities. Aid and attendance is a monthly payment paid in addition to an individual's pension. So to receive the aid and attendance benefit or the aid and attendance pension benefit, the person must first begin to receive a pension. To qualify, one must meet certain requirements. A doctor can be involved in the qualification decision. But if the veteran is in assisted living or a nursing home, they automatically meet the initial requirements. After the initial qualification, further criteria still need to be met. There are three tiers of additional aid that are offered to veterans and people that meet the requirements. The third tier, aid and attendance. According to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, at least one of the following is needed for an individual to qualify to receive the additional payment of aid and attendance, such as one, the individual must prove that he or she requires the aid and attendance of someone else to carry out basic daily functions, such as bathing and getting dressed. Or, the individual must be disabled to the point of being bedridden. Or, the individual must be admitted to a nursing home due to the inability to provide basic care for himself or herself. Or, the individual must record an eyesight of 5 by 200 or below in both eyes. Individual must therefore be significantly visually impaired. Of course, the maximum amount individuals will receive once qualified for aid and attendance differs on a case-by-case -case basis. Below is a table of the current maximum monthly benefit amounts. Status, surviving spouse, monthly benefit amount, $1,176. Status, single veteran. Monthly benefit amount, $1,830. Status, married veteran. Monthly benefit amount, $2,169. Status, two married vets. Monthly benefit amount, $2,903.
These benefits are accurate as of the date of drafting, which is 2018, unless otherwise indicated. The asset level threshold. This is another requirement needed to qualify for aid and attendance assistance. The rule of thumb for the threshold is generally accepted as being below $80,000, but we believe it's really around $20,000. However, there are ways around the rules to position assets and still qualify for aid and attendance assistance. So you can make smart decisions to hold on to your hard-earned money and property while still enjoying the benefits of the extra income. And I would say as an aside, because this is an audiobook and I can do that. As an attorney, a Veterans Administration certified attorney, that is something that we absolutely help with is the asset side of qualification. One day of wartime duty. If you're a veteran and you have served 90 days of active duty, one day being beginning or ending during a period of war, you may be eligible for aid and attendance benefits. Here's a link to all wartime events that the Veterans Administration has designated for aid and attendance benefits. HTTP colon slash slash www.veteranaid.org slash docs slash periods underscore of underscore war dot pdf. Example, I would qualify because I was in the military during the window of the Gulf War. That qualifies me for aid and attendance if I ever needed it, if I was otherwise qualified. It also qualifies my spouse, and even if I passed away, she would still be eligible for that benefit through me. Of course, that's just me. You should check the resources to see if you qualify for this very beneficial program. Eligibility must be proven by filing the proper veteran's application for pension or compensation. This application will require, one, a copy of your DD-214 or separation papers, two, a medical evaluation from a physician, three, current medical issues, four, net worth limitations, five, net income, and six, out-of-pocket medical expenses. To qualify financially, an applicant must have, on average, less than $80,000 in assets excluding their home and vehicles. Checklist for Veterans Aid and Attendance Benefits. One, are you a veteran, spouse of a veteran, or spouse of a deceased veteran with at least 90 days of active duty service? At least one day of active duty service during a wartime event. Service does not have to be in a combat theater. Is there under the rule of thumb of 80, hopefully closer to 20,000 in assets excluding the home? consult an elder law or VA qualified attorney for strategic legal planning and advice. Four, is there a current need? Is there at least two out of six standard activities of daily living impaired? For instance, eating, preparing meals, walking, dressing, bathing, toileting, a physician must sign an FL2 form confirming the current need. Surviving spouses. A question I often get concerns the surviving spouses of veterans. What happens if the veteran in the family is of good health, yet the spouse is having health care problems 
and incur staggering medical bills. There is support available for spouses. According to VeteranAid.org, the spouse of a veteran who incurs health care costs is eligible to receive no more than $1,176 each month. Similarly, a veteran with a sick spouse is eligible to receive no more than $1,436 each month. Please note, these figures were made available as of January 1st, 2018. Veterans Improved Pension Other Tiers As mentioned, there are three tiers within the Veterans Improved Pension Program, the third tier being the Aid and Attendance Pension Benefit. The first tier is known as the Basic Pension, which extends to the veteran over the age of 65 who is disabled. The Basic Pension also extends to the surviving spouse of the veteran if he or she meets the income qualifications. The following are the countable income requirements a veteran must meet for the basic pension. Please note these are figures given by VeteranAid.org as of January 1st, 2015. The joint countable income of a veteran and their spouse must be less than the pension amount for which they are eligible. For example, a married veteran in 2017 is eligible for $25,525 in pension. If their countable income is $10,000, then they are eligible to receive an additional $15,525 per year in pension. The second tier is known as the housebound pension. Just like other tiers, there are qualifications to meet to be eligible for the monthly amount. Housebound pension recipients must prove they require assistance of another individual in their home. They do this by having their primary physician sign off that they need the help, but they are not as limited in their day-to-day actions as those receiving the aid and attendance pension benefit. These are the conditions that must be met for countable income for housebound pension. The joint countable income of a veteran and their spouse must be less than the pension amount for which they are eligible. For example, a married veteran in 2017 is eligible for $25,525 in pension. If their countable income is $10,000, then they are eligible to receive an additional $15,525 per year in pension. When speaking about countable income, it is imperative you record all your expenses. The VA discourages individuals from paying various expenses in cash. This way you maintain a paper trail and you can add this to some of your countable income. If you are unclear how to calculate your countable income, please refer to the next section which shows you step by step how to do so. Calculating your countable income. Thanks to VeteranAid.org, there is a comprehensive chart you can download from their website and print out if you want to do some arithmetic the classic way with pen and paper. I have reproduced the information below for your convenience. The first step 
is to estimate the total annual income of the veteran, whether single or married. When figuring this total, you are to consider the following. What to include in the calculation? All income, including Social Security, pension, interest income, dividends, income from rental properties, etc. And CDs, annuities, stocks, bonds, savings, checking, IRAs, etc. And assets owned by the spouse. What not to include in the calculations? Residence or vehicle when calculating net worth or life insurance policies. When the above is taken into consideration, you get the estimated annual income of the veteran. The second step is to add up all recurring health care expenses incurred by the veteran each month. This includes the following assisted living cost and nursing home cost and home care service cost and health insurance premiums and Medicare premiums and monthly prescription cost. The individual thus adds up monthly cost and multiplies by 12 to get the annual health care expenses. The third step is to subtract the annual health care expenses from the annual income. The formula is total annual income minus total annual health care expenses equals countable income. This amount is used to determine the veteran's eligibility for one of the three tiers of the pension program. Proposed changes to the VA pension eligibility rules. I am an extremely proud American. I have served my country and continue to do well by my fellow citizens by providing information and service to guarantee preparedness in the event of a healthcare crisis. For this reason, I believe it is a basic American right to know when legislation is introduced that affects a large group of people. That group should know the ins and outs of what is written and how it affects them. In this case, I'm speaking specifically about the proposed changes to the VA pension eligibility. These proposed changes were on the table as of January 23, 2015 by the Department of Veterans Affairs. As many of you know, the VA pension eligibility is a needs-based program. The benefits award to the veterans and their families have provided help to these individuals throughout the years. We want to take care of our elderly veterans who risk their lives to ensure we sleep soundly at night. Below are the proposed changes and how they may impact you if you are a veteran or the family member of a veteran. Current reading of the law. Since 1980, the law has read that to qualify for the aid and attendance benefits, a veteran must have served a minimum of 24 months. At least one of those days must have been actively served during a wartime period. Veterans who have been dishonorably discharged do not qualify. Allowances can be made for veterans 
65 years of age and older who have a permanent disability. In terms of income, the veteran's household income cannot exceed the amount the veteran is trying to qualify for in assistance and benefits. Much of the language regarding income has to do with countable income. If you are unsure how to calculate this figure, refer to the table later in this chapter for an example of how to find your countable income figure. So now we know the current legislation. Let's get to the proposed changes. What might change? Below are some proposed changes rumored for veterans' aid and attendance benefits qualifications. These changes, if imposed, would make it harder for a veteran to qualify and allow the veteran to keep and protect less money and property. Examine the list of proposed changes below. 1. A clear net worth limit. The VA proposed that the net worth limit a veteran can claim when applying for eligibility cannot exceed $119,220. This is the same amount a community spouse is allowed when applying for Medicaid for long-term care. Income and net worth calculations. The Federal Register has very graciously provided an example breakdown of how calculations will be made. First off, the VA will calculate income to establish the pension entitlement and will subtract all applicable deductible expenses to include appropriate prospective medical expenses. When calculating the net worth, the VA will take the annual income and add it to the assets. For instance, Let's say a veteran's net worth limit is $115,000. The annual income of the spouse is $7,000, and the total assets are $116,000. The total net worth would come to $123,000, which exceeds the net worth limit by $8,000. 3. Exempt Assets a primary residence would not be included as an asset in the calculation of net worth as long as the resident sits on an area that does not exceed two acres. Right now there is no limit on the acreage of a primary residence and it is exempt from the net worth calculation. If you want to read the full legislation, go to federalregister.gov and read their article entitled Net Worth, Asset Transfers, and Income Exclusion for Needs-Based Benefits. I strongly urge you, if you are a veteran or you are a spouse or child of one, to sift through the newly proposed changes to see how you might be impacted. Planning are more complex. We can 
help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law State planning benefits and even probate We take the planning piece off your plate If you or your spouse were in the military We can help with benefits for your family Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Call me.